I guess I'd like to say thank you for coming on, Ben. I really appreciate this. I met, had the pleasure of meeting Ben the other week at a House of Genius event where he was um, sort of showing the group and pitching his amazing wee coffee business, which as a, as a freelancer, I know I've got many in my audience, I was really, really impressed by because, well, I'll get Ben to explain it, but just I really think this could this could absolutely shake up the freelance uh, workspace sort of business completely. And I thought it was really important to get him on because not only was he... Um, very impressive, just very sharp and smart and knew exactly what he's talking about and had a fascinating kind of like story of how he got here. But I just think, you know, the more people that know about what you're doing with We Coffee and your plans for the future, we all benefit. So um, thanks for coming on, Ben. Thank you very much, Dad. My absolute pleasure to be here. Really always excited to speak about what we're doing with We Coffee and uh, and let people know because, yeah, hopefully we can sort of disrupt the, the sector a little bit and do something that's actually meaningful and valuable uh, to people who work remotely and freelancers and, and benefit their lives. And as I explain how it works a bit, you'll see it's uh, not going to be some cost burden to people as well and hopefully can make a real difference. Yeah, I, I was very aware when you were, we were going through it, you were talking about that how um, your values are very close to your heart. So if you could just start with kind of, I'll, I'll go into your origin, I guess your background, but how did We Coffee come about and uh, how long have you been running it now? So we originally incorporated the business in October and we launched out to a user base in February um, and what it is, so people know, is obviously it's um, an ability to be able to book free workspaces uh, currently in London, but the idea is to launch it globally so that we would attract in new workspaces all over the place. Um, and the reason we came about it was a business partner of mine and me had been working in the mobility sector for quite a long time, looking at new mobility services. And our general feeling around the mobility services was that what they were actually trying to achieve was drive ever more people into the same sort of geometric space, which isn't necessarily possible. And whatever the solution is that someone puts in place, it still has an emission associated to it. It still has a time for a cost, uh, time to commute, and it still has a cost associated with that commute. So we thought if we can build a truly distributed network of free workspaces that people could go and work from, then we would achieve the ability for people to be able to sort of walk from their house in five or 10 minutes, sit in a free workspace and not have to pay the high fees of commuting costs or flexible workspaces in co-working venues that are still in central business districts. Obviously, there's no emission associated with a five or 10 minute walk. And even if it's a very short bicycle ride or very short commute, you're reducing that associated emissions. And the only other real solution for people who, who weren't commuting in was to work from home, which is great. We all love working from home when we get the opportunity to. But sometimes it can be quite lonely as well. So the other benefit of drawing people out into their local community is that people who are freelancing go and work from these independent spaces that might be in a cafe or a hotel or a public space in their local area. And they're putting money back into that local economy. And they're also meeting people who live around them who are like-minded people who are also freelancing, who may have adjacent skills and that they can share with each other. So we see a whole load of associated benefits to it that really will change how people work, how they feel about freelancing. And 
and drive back business to their local communities and sort of away from massive chains in central business districts. And I think that's that's a really good point because I was always kind of um oh, I'm getting a bit of feedback there. Can you hear me okay? Yes, yeah, good. Yeah. Sorry, um that was one of the things I think for me was having worked in in WeWorks and they're very beautifully done. It's quite sort of seductive, but I was very much aware that um I was I was working out of the one in New York and you're very much a visitor. Like no one really talks to you, everyone's locked away in their offices. So you're having this thing of if you're working in somewhere like this, the novelty factor is quite high at first, but you're kind of going into an even worse situation than the job you quit because you're still doing the the horrible commute and then you sit in isolation in somewhere that now you're paying to be in and now I go and commute home and it's like this is and that sense of being isolated I think is really dangerous and as you said it's kind of you think I've got freedom now but actually what you miss out on is when you're an agency or when you're being paid a salary you're going to get paid anyway. So the temptation to kind of talk crap and, you know, like mess around and slow things down, yes. that's often the highlight of the job is having that those chats rather than doing the work. And now it's like, well, I don't get the highlights and actually I'm just penalising myself because I'm not working. So uh, this, this I, I love the fact that, that, like you say, this is all designed so that you can find somewhere nearby where you can just commute to work. And it's funny what you said about that walk, brief walk, I interviewed another guy called Ben and he was saying that was his new commute to work now where he would yeah. take his daughter to school and mentally, even if he was working from home, he would like do a lap around the block and then come in and be at work. And when he left for the day or finished, he would do the opposite and come back in yeah. and be home because he needed that thing. So I really love the fact you're bringing it back into a community thing. And like you say, you're, you're going to end up bumping into people who work with near you, but also on the same kind of schedule, isn't it as well? Yeah, exactly. And it, and we found it really interesting when we launched the business in the very beginning that we really thought it would all be about the workspace. But actually, I my belief nowadays from a freelancer perspective or a remote worker doesn't have to be a freelancer, anyone who's working away from an office, the real value that you're driving through is that community value where you are meeting new people and talking to people and and having that social aspect that seems to be where the real value is driven in what we're doing so we could have the most beautiful workspaces but it's a bit like everyone has their favorite cafe or their favorite pub or their favorite restaurant they're not always the most high end or the most beautiful space. They don't always even have the best food or coffee. Sometimes it's just the atmosphere that you get from going in there, feeling valued by the other people who are in that space because you start knowing a couple of people in the space and you walk in and they go, oh, hi, Ben, great to see you again. And and you just feel welcomed and special and like you, like people want you to be there. and. And that makes such a psychological difference to to your workspace. And exactly like you said, that sort of time that feel people feel is wasted from a productivity side of having a coffee at work, having that chat by the printer, having that little chat in the morning. Actually, that's a big part of what makes you enjoy the job you do is the other people who are around you when you're there. Yeah, and I, I also like having... Um... Also, as a um, owning a hotel myself, I know there's that period of the day after you've done the breakfast shift. And unless you're open for lunch, which is always quite dicey, especially if you're small, because not many people eat there, you're, you, you're pretty much empty until people start checking in again. And, and I've seen it done in other companies, but it's so good to kind of not only make the most of that space, but as you said, you're kind of 
you're keeping the high street going because you're going because now these places which you normally feel well i can't go in there because i'm not a resident or i'm not staying yeah you can go and try them out and actually they benefit they get quite a lot of business and i remember you saying that was kind of the key thing was to kind of not only um regenerate your local high street and give back but also you don't charge freelancers which is quite unique isn't it it's the businesses that sort of um, they pay you and then so i can go in for free effectively Exactly. So you can go into free in any of our workspaces. We do put upgrade packages in with really good offers as well. So you can get like unlimited teas and coffees for five pounds or something like that. But all of that money goes into the venue. But effectively, you can sit in one of our workspaces. You can get a free coffee in quite a lot of the workspaces and book there for free with guaranteed power and guaranteed Wi-Fi. And exactly like you said, from the venue owner's perspective, they absolutely love it. If you are running a hotel or a coffee shop and you have those dead times, just to have people to look after and serve and run your business from and have your space busy, that's partly part of the reason why you're running the business. And for the staff who are working there, there's nothing worse having worked in bars and hotels and things myself and been in hospitality myself. Those quiet times when you're sort of cleaning under the cupboards or something just to give thing to do. Um, so for them, there is a real benefit. It, they get to show off their their space to people who maybe would never have found it otherwise as well. And people will end up recommending the hotel to their brother or coming back for dinner another day or telling a friend about a great coffee shop. So the venues really love it. But people who are working remotely, they seem to enjoy that someone's not trying to heavily monetize them as a growing community and is actually trying to put a service in that that makes their experience of working remote better so i really hope that we we try to benefit both sides of that marketplace that we built yeah it was definitely um when i was in london the other day and i was thinking about okay i had it was actually before the house of genius event and you're kind of you are in this position of i need somewhere to work because I can't check into the hotel yet. And you, you, you always feel a bit guilty because you're like, oh, are they going to hate me for nursing a coffee in the corner? And and afterwards, I was looking on the map and thinking, if if only I'd known, because there was a place around the corner which looked amazing. And it was so straightforward. You can check in and go, oh, if I want extra things, it's so cheap yeah. and it's so convenient. I was just absolutely blown away. And it's kind of, like I said, I really like the fact you're disrupting the sort of conventional, the way this is done. And so to, to gather kind of, where did the, the germ of this idea come from originally? Um, so, like I said, we worked in the mobility sector and we didn't really believe in this. And then my business partner uh, went off uh, to another consultancy and I was working at a big petrochemicals company looking at digital services. And while my business partner was traveling around, he found that invariably the only spaces that he could find to work while traveling were either quite expensive, expensive co-working spaces and they weren't always near to where he was staying or he was going into a Starbucks or something that was quite easy to find, but they were quite busy, quite noisy. And you couldn't always find a plug. Uh, the Wi-Fi wasn't always good enough for them to work in there. Um, and yeah, the noise thing when you're trying to have a Skype meeting or something could become a real problem. And he really wanted to launch a whole bunch of flexible co-working spaces everywhere. Um, sadly, we're not the, the richest people in the world, so we couldn't really afford to go and open a whole bunch of co-working cafes around. So I suggested to him, why don't we go and look for local businesses that you would want to work in 
and ask them, do you have quiet hours during the day? And if so, would you be willing to pay us a very, very small amount for every customer that we could drive to you? And these will be laptop workers who will then come and use your power and Wi-Fi and potentially buy coffees and lunch and things throughout the day, rather than spending sort of 20 to 40 pounds on a co-working space where they still need to buy lunch on top of uh, the space for the day. And it turned out when we spoke to venue owners, they were really keen to do it. So we thought it was just such a good way to build that truly distributed network. You know, we work very unlikely to go out into the middle of rural Wiltshire and open a space, but there will always be a hotel, a cafe, a bar, a restaurant, someone else's office, a public space, all these types of venues that are totally and utterly suitable to work for uh, or work from and can can draw people in and they will do better business and better trade than they have been before. And exactly like I said, the local community of people who are working remotely suddenly aren't having to sit at home all the time feeling lonely and can go and meet other people like them around the area. Um, the other bit that we really love about it as well is if people have sort of yoga classes or climbing centers or kids crashes or all of these sorts of things, they generally have some sort of underutilized space somewhere as well and generally do have sort of drinks and coffees and things. So adding the workspace side on top of those other services makes total and utter sense. If you're a new parent, you can go and drop your kids off in the crash and go and work for a few hours. So um so that's where the idea came from from born of frustration of my business partner traveling around trying to find spaces to work for looking under tables for plugs and uh, and trying to find quiet places to work from if they had a skype meeting or something yeah I've, we've certainly been there the background noise is a huge issue and the, the lack of fast internet is always highly unprofessional and really frustrating so that's good to have that kind of to be able to tick that off as a requirement is really important um, when I uh, met you and you were talking about obviously we coffee and I, I I thought it was a fantastic idea, but I was quite interested about how your kind of story. I mean, you did hint at you where you you were working for someone before, but you're a, you're a highly capable guy who's done some amazing projects. So I'd quite like the, my audience to get a bit of a context for like who yeah. Ben is and and what your experience is. So could you just talk about that for a bit? Well, yeah. So I I studied motorsport and automotive engineering at university and was absolutely passionate about going off to go and design cars. Um, I worked for some smaller suppliers and I really enjoyed life. And then I went to go and work for some uh, larger automotive companies who who actually manufacture the cars and work with those suppliers. And sadly, when I was working for them, I got to do very little engineering, sort of five to 10% of my time potentially was actually engineering product. And huge amounts of the time was vast degrees of administration, uh, filling out Excel tables uh, generally. And it was something that I really believed in my head that a computer should be able to do. So I taught myself to code a little bit um, and tried to automate as much of the boring parts of my job as I could. Um, and it worked incredibly well. It turned out that sort of 90% of my work that was non-engineering related, I was able to complete in sort of five or 10 minutes on a Monday morning by hitting click run a macro. Um, I did try to get uh, that macro then rolled out across the company. Uh, I was told to be quiet and not so disruptive um, as it would have made a huge difference to the company in terms of, you know, 90% of every engineer's job and you suddenly realize how many engineers you 
potentially would have put out of work or had to need to retrain in some new area. Um, so they asked me not to do it. So sadly, I used to then go and sleep in my car in my lunch breaks and and, and extended lunch breaks, I guess, for numerous hours of the day, having commuted two hours from London to get out to where this, this company was and then two hours back home. And I just thought that was utterly ridiculous. One, that they wouldn't roll out technology to make people's lives easier across the business. And secondly, that I was still expected to do this sort of four hour round trip every single day to to really not do very much work when I got to a place. And it wasn't because I'm not hardworking. I was absolutely desperate to do more things and new things. They just weren't particularly keen for me to to do it and, and make that level of disruption in the business at that time. Um, rather ironically, I then went and joined a management consultancy, having become thoroughly unhappy with the engineering sector, having worked there for about eight years. Um, and uh, and once I had a job title change, they were a bit more willing to roll out some of these sorts of uh, developments with the title consultant behind me, um, which is just slightly bizarre that your job title should dictate what you're able to do in a business or how good or valid your idea is. But, um, but there we go. Yeah. And so after you were working with them, what, what were the next steps for you? So after I worked with them, as I said, I went to go to a management consultancy and then the consultancy, I started rolling out some of these process automations within the exact same car companies that I'd worked for as an engineer. Um, they went pretty well. And so they asked me to help in some other digital areas of the business, which was their new mobility services. So that's where we started launching in these digital services and gave me a bit of an understanding of how to launch something like We Coffee. Um, my experience generally was they spent quite a lot of money um, making very pretty PowerPoint presentations or contracting large, uh, very large companies, software companies to build them their digital services at very high expense, um, neither of which I was particularly comfortable with myself. And that's why after seven months in my job at BP as a technology director, I decided to launch We Coffee and quit my full-time job and actually go and show how for a significantly reduced spend, you could launch a digital service that actually met customers' needs. And we did that by getting out of the office, not making lots of presentations, sitting alongside our customers, being a customer myself and working from our spaces every day and, and really trying to have an, some sort of degree of empathy of, of, of how it worked to build a service that really would work and solve those problems for people. Um, and, and I think we at least took a big step of the way there and I'm very happy with the approach that, that we took and very quickly were able to launch something that had real customers working in real venues taking a real benefit from what we did and i think um what you said about doing the research and sitting alongside your potential customers oh and that was that was funny when you were talking about it and swapping out different hats going into starbucks and sort of doing research with people like, <laughs> would you rather be working kind of somewhere else a bit more local but i do from a, like a freelance point of view that that's that's so crucial doing that research and not as you say, changing things up and looking at the market and going, how can I solve a problem that people need solving? Not how can I think of a problem that I could probably provide a service for without doing any anything at all. Yeah. And what strikes me is when you were doing that, that's a, that's a lot of work. I mean, this is 
as you said, you've you've built this and it's grown rapidly. And I think a lot of that is obviously your talent and resilience and finding that need and solving it really efficiently. But I'm always interested, and this is why I wanted to get you on, because I have complete belief that this will be a massive hit. I was genuinely like blown away by your energy and drive in the room. It was really impressive. So when I heard the idea as well, I was like, this is a no-brainer. This is potentially fantastic. This could and like it's infinitely scalable, as you say, because all you're looking for is the infrastructure is out there. Potentially the freelancers are out there. It's just making sure they know about it. There must have been a few ups and downs, though, and, and I'm always interested about how people kind of, especially when you're working on your own, it's tough, isn't it, to kind of find that resilience. So have can you just share a little, maybe times where you've had to, where you might have struggled or what you did to overcome those struggles? Yeah, to be honest, you pretty, probably can't quite hear it in my voice today, but we're having one of those days today. Um, and we have a lot of them. Like, I do believe that we're doing, doing good. And I'm constantly want to do good with what we do I've, I've always said that I don't want to build a business that works for me and my business partner and has this beautiful business model that will make us really rich but actually is a bit disingenuous to our users so there are some similar services to what we do but they ask people to pay a monthly subscription to sit in an empty space I'm just not comfortable doing that um, the downside is we're very honest and very genuine about what we do um, and that probably can sometimes lead to slightly slower growth than we would like. And I'm burning through our life savings. And I had a really good job with great pay that didn't satisfy me before. And now I have no, no income, uh, but a job that really satisfies me. Um, but it's obviously not completely sustainable. So sometimes we ask ourselves the question, you know, is this really worth the huge, huge, huge quantity of hours? And I cannot explain to you how many hours we put into this and how many sacrifices we've made to put into this business i mean it actually upsets me a little bit like how much we put into it and and the fear of that it won't pick up and take off because we can't raise the investment we need to communicate it out to as many people as we need to to get the scale to make it a legitimate business that can you know let me keep a roof over my head and buy some food and hopefully have some kids one day and, and put them in some school uniform or something. Um, so we do have huge, huge up and downs. I mean, the first time we ever got our first booking, we were so excited. We got about four or five bookings from one person in a day. Then it turned out they never turned up to any. We emailed them. They never replied to any email. And for all we know, we think it's probably a fake person at one of our competitors who was charging a monthly subscription who just wanted to see how our service worked. <laughs> so we were then massively disheartened on this. But we were so excited. Um, but then when we got the first real booking and someone turned up, we were so unbelievably excited. And now we're probably at about 60 bookings a week. And, uh, and I'll be really honest, we make about a pound for every booking. So that's £60 a week. That's really not much money <laughs> uh, to be bringing into a business. Um, so, yeah, we were really excited when we first sort of hit sort of 50 bookings in a week or something. But now we're sitting here having the question going, can we really push this somewhere else? Can we make a difference? Do we need to crush the business and, and go and try and do something else? And, and being an entrepreneur is really hard really really difficult i think unless you're unless you're so lucky that you just get amazing traction from day one um it's tough it's a fight 
Um, the one thing I would always be truly thankful for is my lovely business partner who's actually sitting in the room next door at the moment who, if it wasn't for him, and I think for him, if it wasn't for me, we would have given up so long ago because sometimes you just need to be there to buoy each other up a little bit and and convince the other one that, you know, we have had a good week. And the one thing I'll recommend to anyone who runs a business is try and find a co-founder because you will need that moral support to get you through who lives it and breathes it like you do and feels the ups and downs that you do. And the other thing that we really love to do is we get to the end of the week and sometimes we've had a really tough week and feel like it's not going somewhere. And to then sit down and just talk about the little wins. This is something I picked up off a guy called Matt who runs a group called Leapers um, and he runs little wins and it's just reviewing your wins for the week. And sometimes that makes us feel a lot better and helps us go into Saturday morning and pick that laptop up again and do another 10 or 12 hours on that Saturday. And, and that makes a big difference. But, but yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's you know, I, I think the, the frustration, I guess, I can totally see the potential in this. This could be amazing because it's just, I guess it's a thing. If, if the, I don't see anyone who did, who wouldn't know, who wouldn't want to be tempted because, you know, working, like I said, I, I like the fact that you can work in coffee shops and like switching it up is good for your mind. But there is always a thing about, I'd like to meet a few more people or I can't keep paying £20 a day in coffees to do this. It's like, what's the point? So I think, so I think with this, it just seems to be a no-brainer as far as like you're, you're providing such a vital service that's so useful. Everyone I've told about this loves it. And it's like, I'm going to try that. And once you try it, you go, oh my God, this is this is it. This is so good. So I'm telling you, I know it's hard, but like, please stick with it because I do, <laughs> it's kind of, it's such a great service. And I, and I, to, re, to reinforce those wins, you've, you've signed up a couple of big, quite notable places. So you've got Young's, which is a big pub chain of sort of come on board, haven't they? And who else was there? Uh, and we have Giraffe as well. Um, so we only have one venue from Giraffe at the moment, which is a restaurant chain. Um, very nice space to work for. Some people are slightly apprehensive with Young's that they're a pub. All I would say is, we're very fussy. We work from these spaces every day. Have a look on Wee Coffee. And if you can tell which ones are Young's Pub, I'll be quite surprised because uh, they are utterly beautiful spaces inside um, and great places to, to go and work from. Um, and I think over time we will get more in, but we also want to keep a good uh, number of independent venues within the spaces as well, because we really like the idea of, of sort of remote workers and freelance workers helping independent businesses so independent workers helping independent businesses in their local area so we'll always keep a nice mix in the platform but it is a business and when someone like young's comes along who who struggle with you know dying pubs in rural communities or suburbs of london we we hope that we can make a difference for them because a pub is a heart of a community at the end of the day at least at least to some degree it's one of the hearts that sits within a community so we want to keep them running and alive as well and i guess what other sort of what other future plans have you got rolling the business out in the near future so obviously it's mainly london based isn't it at the moment so when i search it's that's where the focus is and then what other offers are you sort of building into the system have we got on the roadmap so one of them is definitely to expand out across a wider network. Um, one of the things we really want to do is encourage people to have a platform where they can talk to each other and tell each other where they're working from so that you're not just booking into a space, but you're booking into a space where you know there's two or three other people like yourself who will be there at that given point in time 
um, so that you're encouraged to be working together. We do speak to our venues and say as well, don't always stick people on different tables around the space. You know, if people want to sit together, provide a, a table or provide a space uh, with appropriate power sockets, et cetera, where people can sit together so that you do incubate that discussions with each other. Um, one of the things we also do is we run a co-working and brunch every week. We try and do as many tickets for free as we can to that to get people to come along and actually physically meet each other. Um, one of the things to say to people, if you attend one of our events, you can attend the next one free. So effectively, you can attend if you come every week for free forever. Um, and it's just a nice way. One, we obviously get to show off the space. So there is a reason for us to do it from that perspective. But we really want to encourage people to meet each other and talk to each other and break away some of that loneliness and democratize the ability to learn where you might be a developer and someone else might be in digital marketing. And actually having you guys sit together in the same space, even if you're on completely different projects, can really help each other and democratize the ability to learn and launch a project or run a community project and just facilitate and make that as easy as possible for people. I don't want it to have to be that you know, unless you have a degree in marketing, you can't run a whole load of Facebook adverts and promote your business and things. I want it to be as easy for people as possible to to do what they want to do in life. No, I think it's amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I, it's just, um, yeah, like I said, I'm really impressed. I think it's a great product. I think it's doing all the right things. And it's just one of these rare things that it's kind of helping both the venues get fuller and not at an expensive price point, but also you're providing a really vital service for those who need it so i think it's amazing so if anyone wanted to um follow what you're up to or sign up for we coffee where do we need to go ben uh, so the best place to go is to uh www.wecoffee.io uh, i add the www dot because not that many people realize dot io is a as a website domain uh so yeah go to the we coffee website and you can sign up there one of the advantages of signing up on the newsletter is that you can actually then see or joining our communities, you can then see where we're launching new spaces all of the time. If someone's a venue, we are currently in London, but we have one venue in Bicester. We are not going to be London specific forever. So there is a, an area on the website where people can register to list their space. So if you're running a coffee shop, a hotel or anywhere with some, some space, you can sign up on here as well. Um, I would say that we do allow guest bookings because we always want to put the user first. Uh, we don't force you to sign up to our website. So you can literally come in as a guest and book in a space. Um, the only disadvantage to the guest bit is you're not necessarily on the newsletter. So you won't see where new spaces are coming or extra offers that are coming out or vouchers for attending our events for free and, and bits and pieces like this. But yeah just head to the website. We have an Instagram page as well. Uh, you can see some funny stories from me reviewing spaces and things around on the Instagram page. Um, and you can see again, new spaces that we're launching and you can see some of our values come through because we really believe in looking at the mental health side uh, of what it's like to be a remote worker. So we try and do some initiatives around this and, and some initiatives around the environment side as well and what that environmental impact of your commutes and things looks like, which can be really interesting to understand and, and see how you can be benefiting your environment by not making those commutes. So, so Instagram and website, that's the, the two places to go at the moment. All I would say is thank you so much for your time. I, I, I truly believe in this service and 
you know, I think you're destined for great things, mate. Honestly, I, I was really impressed in the room. I'm not just saying it. And I think this is a, a no brainer. So all I can do is if there's anything I can do to help, please let me know. And, and as always, if you want to come back on, if you've got any news to share, um, I'd love to help you promote that and keep it going. Oh, brilliant. Thank you so much. Ed. And and yeah, we really do need the help to just get the message out because we don't have these big marketing budgets of the people who are charging monthly subscriptions and sort of have free investment and things. So we just need to get the message out to as many people as possible to show that, you know, it really is a, a viable business and it is generating a difference for people because otherwise at some point we'll have to go back and take a job um, and, and see what we then do with we coffee and, and trying to trying to manage a full-time business that sort of takes a, a hundred plus hours each from, from both of us a week is uh, it's going to be very difficult with a full-time job. So we coffee might not exist otherwise. So yeah, please just keep the message out. Yeah, we'll do keep fighting the good fight. Thank you. We're trying, we're trying. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, best of luck, Ben. Thank you very much for your time. I'll speak to you soon. Brilliant. Thank you so much, guys. Take care.